Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Thursday, October 12th, 2023. This is edition number 176 as we continue in the Westminster Confession of Faith. Today we begin chapter 32. We're going to look at the first two paragraphs of the chapter. They're long, but very simple subject, one that we are aware of. We know most of you will know, uh, but anyway, the first two paragraphs of chapter 32. Let's pray first. Father, as we look at your word again, we ask that you would strengthen us and help us, that uh, the eternal spirit who wrote these things would guide and direct us. We thank you for the summary of this confession, and we ask that we would not only understand it, but that we would practice uh, it. We would draw comfort from it and encouragement in our Christian walk. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, chapter 32 is of the state of men after death and of the resurrection of the dead. Paragraph 1. The bodies of men after death return to dust and see corruption, but their souls, which neither die nor sleep, having an immortal subsistence, immediately return to God who gave them. The souls of the righteous, being then made perfect in holiness, are received into the highest heaven, where they behold the face of God in light and glory, waiting for the full redemption of their bodies. The souls of the wicked are cast into hell, where they remain in torments and utter darkness, reserved to the judgment of the great day. Besides these two places, for souls separated from their bodies, the scripture acknowledgeth none. Now let me just quickly deal with the last phrase of paragraph 1, and that is a statement against the doctrine of purgatory. It is a Roman Catholic doctrine. Again, I've mentioned this before in our study of the Confession, that there are times in which the Westminster Assembly was polemic, polemical in its dealings with matters. And so here, this is really a statement against the doctrine of purgatory. What we have in paragraph number one is what happens uh, to us when we die. This is prior to the Lord's return. And so what we note immediately, and according to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 19, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. The bodies of men after death return to dust and see corruption. Now, we know this, okay? This is not news to us. We, have, we note when a person dies prior to the coming of Christ, their body begins to decay, it goes into the ground, and it, uh, it, it, and it sees corruption, and it turns to dust, the dust that it was made from in the first place. Now, what about their souls? This is prior to the coming of Christ. What happens to the souls? Well, the rest of the paragraph tells us what happens to our souls, uh, the souls of the believer, the souls of the redeemed of the Lord, and the souls of the unregenerate. And so, Shorter Catechism, question number uh, 37, uh, tells us, uh, gives us this question, what benefits do believers receive from Christ at death? The souls of believers are at their death made perfect in holiness. Okay, so our souls are made perfect now. There is no corruption any, uh, seen in the soul because it cannot die, nor does it sleep. There's no such thing as soul sleep while we wait for the return of the Lord and the resurrection that he will bring. Um, our souls are very much aware of what is going on, but it is made perfect in holiness and immediately passes into glory. But the bodies that are still united to Christ do rest in their graves uh, till the resurrection. And so this is what the opening paragraph tells us about the regenerate. Now, what about 
What about the unregenerate? Well, their souls, their bodies see corruption just like the bodies of the regenerate. But their souls, again, they don't sleep. They are very aware uh, that souls of the wicked are cast into hell where they remain in torment and utter darkness reserved to the judgment of the great day. And it is not until the resurrection when our souls are then reunited with our bodies and then we will ever be with the Lord, body and soul, or in uh, eternal death, that is hell, body and soul. And so this is really the substance of the first paragraph. It just lets us know uh, what happens to the souls of men when they die, the redeemed of the Lord or the unregenerate. It makes the point that there's no purgatory, there's no intermediate place in which we go and hang out there for a while, you know, and all the doctrines of purgatory, we're not going to get into all those things. It's not that important. It's not scriptural. We don't need to worry about it. And so what we note is the bodies see corruption, regenerate or redeemed, not, doesn't matter. But the souls are very much aware and very much alive. They cannot die. The souls of the regenerate go to, to heaven and they are made perfect in glory. The souls of the unregenerate are indeed um, cast into hell and uh, utter darkness. Now, paragraph two, at the last day, such as are found alive shall not die, but be changed. And all the dead shall be raised up with the selfsame bodies and none other, although with different qualities, which shall be united again to their souls forever. So now we're talking about at the Lord's return, what happens? Well, our bodies are reunited with our souls, and our bodies are glorified. That's what is meant by, although with different qualities, but we will have the self-same body that we had in this life. In other words, if I see you in heaven and I know you from this life, I will recognize you. I'll know who you are. You'll know who I am. Uh, we're not going to turn into some, we're not going to turn into angels. We're not going to get wings or any of that other stuff that we hear in our world today. We are going to have our body that we had in this world united back to our soul, but our bodies are going to be perfected. They're going to be glorified, and they will uh, they will not show the common infirmities of this life. I wear glasses. I won't have to wear glasses in heaven. Um, I have scars on my body from various things that have happened to me throughout my life. Again. I won't have to worry about those. They will not be there. Um, I have a hip replacement that was done that will not be needed any longer. All of these things that are part and parcel of a picture of the fall and sin will be eradicated. Um, I will look like I look. I don't know what age that will, I will look. I, I don't have the answer to that question. I just know that I'm going to get to myself the same body that I had in this life although with different qualities, which shall be united to my soul and forever be with my soul. And so this is the first two paragraphs. Again, this is not complicated material uh, other than the, the fact that some people struggle with the, the reality of the self-same body, but that is simply the way it is according to uh, the language of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And so, again... Our souls do not die. They either go to glory, are made perfect in holiness, or if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, it goes into utter torment. Our bodies, are, as Christians, are united to Christ. They remain united to Christ. And at the resurrection, at the last day, it's reunited with our soul. And uh, our body that we had in this life, though perfected, 
It will be reunited to our soul and will be with the Lord forever. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Friday edition, when we consider paragraph number three of chapter 32, may the Lord help you today to walk according to his ways. God bless.